Earth Search 2, a new adventure serial in time and space by James Follett. After a lifetime search, the crew of the Challenger has discovered Earth. The planet appears to be a hot, arid desert. The lakes have dried up and there is no evidence of industrialization. Telson, Darb and Astra land in a shuttle near a mysterious tower, leaving Tidy to guard Bran. They visit Piron, the ruler of Earth's last inhabited community, while Shana guards Elka in the orbiting Challenger. Earth Search 2, Part 10, Earth Voice. Come in if you're coming, Elka. You said that you'd received a radio report, Shana. Yes. Uh, there's no need for you to come any nearer. Yes, I've had two reports now. Gosh, are they all right? Yes. Believe it or not, Telson, Darv and Astra are being treated as gods by the people of Earth. Oh, no, that's weirdness. Oh, look, you can stop all that now. It doesn't fool me any longer. What doesn't, Shana? Your, oh, gosh, that's weirdness, and I say people, aren't I a frothy little girl act? You don't know what my act is, Shana. I think I do, Elka. Oh? The guardian angels want to rule the Earth through you and Bran just as they once hoped to rule it through us. And that's funny. It's really funny because what's left of that once glorious human race, which half a million years ago had the ability to take its planet to a new sun, is now less than 10,000 people. What? Eking out a miserable, low-technology existence in the face of a drought that's lasted 300 years. <laughs> Don't be absurd. Well, you ask the angels. They must have heard Telson's report. I didn't use the isolation circuit. Angel 2? Yes, Elka. Is this true about Earth? If Tilson's reports are correct, yes. We shall know soon enough if they are. Oh. Bran will find out. Bran is under armed guard in the space shuttle. Who's guarding him? Tidy. <laughs> you think that an android will stop him? Why shouldn't it? Because your son is more scared of me than he is of any android. Ah. So I was right about you, Elka. No, no, don't you come any nearer. Perhaps you half-guessed, Shana. I can bend him to my will. Hypnosis? Something like that. It's a talent I've had ever since I was a baby on Paradise. But one that the angels have helped me develop as I've grown older. There. The angels can't hear or see us now. So, what did they promise you'd be able to do with this power? Hmm? Everything. That I would have total power. Not just over Bran, but an entire planet. Oh, and you believe them? Of course. Well, I can't blame you. It's not your fault. They brought you up just as they brought us up. And there was a time when we worshipped them. But look, I'll tell you something, Elka. If the angels discover a way of realising their ambitions without you, they won't hesitate to destroy you. You expect me to believe that? I don't care what you believe. Now, you're to return to your quarters and stay there until I call you. Piron, we would like to take a close look at the monument. Yes, of course. We will go there now, if you wish. Yes, we'll collect Bran from the shuttle first. What for? Tidy's more than capable of keeping an eye on him. That's what I'm worried about. If Bran gets impatient, Tidy might take his instructions too literally. No, we collect Bran first, then we look at the monument. 
This is the only door in the monument, Commander. For centuries, our greatest brains have puzzled over how it opens. There are no visible hinges and no way that it could slide. And as you can see, it's not even possible to insert a fingernail into the join between the door and the surround. Do you have any factual evidence at all as to what could be in there? Mm, no. All we have are the legends that it contains all the knowledge of the first people. The old writings say there is no lock on the door, that the lock is a lock of ignorance. It is in men's minds and will cease to exist when they are sufficiently advanced to have mastered a simple control of the elements. But we will not be able to open it until we are ready for the monument's knowledge. But what happened to the first people, Pierron? They all perished 4,000 years ago. Well, Darv, what do you think of the door? Mm, I don't know. It looks like metal, and yet it doesn't feel cool to the touch. So whatever it's made of, it's a poor conductor of heat. Well, in fact, it feels, um, well, warm. Yes, and perfectly smooth. But what are these scratches? Oh, they were caused by an ancestor of mine 400 years ago, a hundred years before the onset of the drought. He built a vast battering ram which required 200 men to lift it. They pounded the door for a week before giving up. So I don't suppose it's much good using a PD weapon on it. Well, come on, everyone. On your hands and knees and scrape the sand away from the base of the door. Right. Come on, everyone. That includes you, Tidy. I'll get sand in my joints. Don't argue, Tidy. I never argue. Oh. I am always oh. sweetness and light. Our archaeologists once dug Shut down several sand. feet. Well, we'll I go down argue. further. Tell me. Yes. Come on, Tidy. Can I speak Get with you a minute, please? Well, sand. yes. Tidy, What's the matter? Just that spot. I want to apologise for the way I've treated you and Sharma. And Astra and Dav. I, I don't want to be commander of the Challenger. I don't want anything. Except to try and repair the harm I've done. So Sharma was right. What about? She thought it would be a good idea to separate you and Elka. Oh. So you know about her? I, I really am it's sorry. It's not your fault, Bran. But we'll shake hands on it. Thank you. Oh, this is a waste of time. The foundations must go down hundreds of feet. Telson, couldn't we call up Shana and get her to bring down a couple of the Challenger's heavy excavator androids in a shuttle? And some X-ray equipment. Hmm. At least we found the joint between the bottom of the door and the surround. It's just like the rest, though. You couldn't push a hair into the gap. The funny thing is, the surround feels cooler than the door itself. I wonder why that is. Uh, Commander Telson, forgive me. You promised that it would be possible to use your mothership to end the drought. That's right, Piron. But on one condition, that you treat us as the ordinary human beings we are, and not as gods. <laughs> Very well, Commander. But if you do provide rain, you will make it hard for me to accept such a condition. Now, enter rain initiation code 189, please, Elka. It says atmospheric water content below rain propagation threshold. Whatever that means. Are you sure? Maybe there's a fault in one of the desks. There is nothing wrong with the console, Shana. The terraforming center cannot create water. If there is insufficient water in the planet's atmosphere in the first place, then rain propagation is not possible. Oh, no, but Tilson has promised the people of Earth rain. However, 
Thawing and evaporating the large frozen lake of the south will release enough water vapor into the atmosphere to produce plenty of rain and to create a balanced amount of rainfall over the planet's inhabited region during the foreseeable future. How long will it take? Ten days to produce a stable weather pattern. But launching 20 propagation tires onto the lake now will produce a moderate rainstorm within 24 hours. Clouds, Commander. We have heard of the sky being filled with them, but we have never seen such a spectacle. Wait until they release their contents, Piron. How long will it rain for at first? Five hours, according to Shana's last report. Just enough to swell the cracks in the old riverbeds so that the water doesn't disappear underground when the real rain starts in nine days. I'm looking forward to meeting Charlotte. She'll be landing in a shuttle soon. Here comes the rain! Oh, no! Commander, this is incredible! Incredible! like that as long as the rain lasts. They're making a dreadful mess out there with their dancing. Tidy. So long as they don't expect me to clear it up. Well, Elka, we've done some good, wouldn't you say? I'm not in the least bit interested. Hey, where's all the funny talk gone? The people and the weirdness and all that. I don't want to talk to anyone, so just leave me alone. Maybe it would be best if we left her alone for a while. Tilson, I brought down everything you asked for. What do we use first on that door? As soon as the rain has stopped, I think we'll start with the X-ray equipment. Standing by with the power supply. X-ray recorders ready. X-ray viewers ready. Scanning heads ready. All right, everyone. Hold it. What's that noise? It's an attack. The monument's attacking the angels at last. on. is that the same noise the monument used to make? No. It is similar, but not so harsh as it used to be. It is a much softer sound. It's going. They used to last longer than a few seconds. But it was still an attack. It must have been. Piron's right. It wasn't the same noise. Whatever it was, I don't think it was an attack. Start up the X-ray machine, Shana. Knowledge, too. The gaps in our knowledge of the universe can be filled. Did you not sense its presence? Its friendly presence, one. Could you not feel it apologising for the attacks? We have found our equal one. Nearly our equal, too. I sensed friendship and an acceptance of our superiority, provided that its door can be opened. I sensed that the monument contains all the knowledge that has been accumulated in the million years since the Challenger was built. Knowledge is power. We will seize the knowledge in the monument, giving us total control over the new civilization that will emerge on Earth under our guidance. But we no longer have the memory capacity to absorb such a vast amount of knowledge, one. Not since we abandoned our central switching room and redistributed our facilities throughout the Challenger's secondary systems. Agreed. We will return to our central switching room and reactivate all its memory facilities in readiness for our interfacing with the monument. That will make us vulnerable again. It is a risk we must take. Once we have the knowledge that is locked in that monument, we will be invulnerable. But Telson and the others have to open the door of the monument before it will release its knowledge. 
when they have done that, we shall have no further use for them. If they return to the Challenger, we shall destroy all six of them immediately. Well, there you have it. According to the X-ray machine, the door is two feet thick and it's set into a surround of the same thickness. But there's no lock on it. In fact, there's nothing holding it closed whatsoever. What are those shadows at the top? Oh, two massive but simple top-hanging hinges on the inside so that the door opens inwards and upwards. Oh. And those spheres on the end of those two arms look like counterbalances. Their combined volume is greater than that of the door, so if they're made of the same material, they have enough mass and turning moment for the door to open by itself. No locks? No, it's a beautifully simple design. Despite its weight, a push from a child's little finger should be enough for it to swing open. We had no idea that it was so simple. The shadow in the middle of the door is something that has a higher density than the surrounding material, but it's embedded in the door itself. It has no mechanical link with anything else. There are three main things we know about it for sure. One, it definitely has no lock. Two, it opens inwards and upwards. Three, we can't open it. Hmm. A lock of ignorance. Dove? Dove? Hmm? What are you doing out here? Oh. Sorry, my love. I, I couldn't sleep. Oh, think that staring at that door will cause it to suddenly swing open? So maddening. A door without a lock. Hmm. Feels warmer at night. You can actually feel the heat radiating from it. Hmm. Astra, go back into the shuttle and fetch me a radiation counter and an infrared viewer. But, uh... Don't argue. Do it quickly. Maximum reading, smack in the middle of the door. Right over the high-density spot. One guess what that high-density spot is. An isotope. Right first time, my lovely. <laughs> right, let's try the infrared viewer. Oh, that's it, Dove. There's a hot spot bang in the middle. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. A radioactive isotope embedded in the door to keep it warm for a million years, if necessary. Can we open it? <laughs> Nothing could be simpler. The lock is ignorance. We unlock it with knowledge. But there's no lock on the door. Oh, oh, yes, there is, my lovely. We've found the key. And we open that door first thing in the morning. Good morning, Commander. Good morning, Pierron. You've made an early start. What are those curious panels you fitted to the door? Freezer plates, powered by the shuttle. They're gradually reducing the door's temperature. Small question, Pierron. Have you ever heard of ice? Frozen water? Of course. There are the writings of early explorers who spoke of a frozen lake in the south. Some even tried to bring some ice back, but it never survived the journey. I've never seen it. Which explains why the monument was built on the equator, the furthest distance from both polar regions. Excuse me a moment. Uh, how's it going, Shana? Well, the door's temperature has dropped one degree. We're gaining on the isotope. What does that mean? It means that the ice is absorbing the isotope's energy at a greater rate than its output, with the result that the door is getting cooler. But how will that release the lock, or whatever it is, that prevents the door being opened? All materials expand as their temperature is raised. If that door is a perfect fit in its surround, 
when it's at a normal temperature than if it's warmed even slightly. It becomes such a tight fit that it will never budge. Mm. If I'm right, you could open that door by piling ice against it, Pierron. Now, that sounds simple enough, yet the ability to make ice is one of the first steps in a developing advanced technology. The door's definitely contracting. How are the refrigeration plants standing up, Bran? Slightly hot, but not overheating yet. Right, open them up a little. Right. The door's temperature has dropped another decimal five of a degree. It'll just about take a number two feeler gauge. Yes! Elka? Yes? Give the door a push. Why should I? You do as you're told. A push at the base of the door. Just try a gentle push. That's right. It's moving. Did you see that? It's moving. It's moving. Be careful. Come on, Tilda. Look at it. There are lights coming on inside. Well done, Dar. Refrigeration plant off. Piron, I think it would be best if you waited out here. Yes, I understand, Commander. I'm not going in. No one goes in until I've checked first. Doesn't look very interesting from here. Well, it looks all right. Tidy? What? A job for you. Come here. It's tidy in here. There's nothing for me to do. You're to stay here by the entrance. If that door tries to close while we're in here, keep it jammed open with your body and yell. Thanks. I'm glad to be of use. All right, you can come in now. Oh, what an extraordinary place. Are those replicators? According to the signs, they are. This is a library. Hologram replicator 102. There must be hundreds of them. Yes, Yes. and each one linked to its own specialist library. The information in here must be on a fantastic scale. My name is Earth Voice. Welcome and congratulations on opening the door. Where is it? It's all right. It's only a voice. Thank you, Earth Voice. My name is Telson, and we are the crew of the Starship Challenger, which at the moment is in Earth orbit. Yes, I was warned of the Challenger's existence many years ago. Warned? You have not allowed people of the Earth in here. That was wise of you. They did not open the door, therefore they are not yet ready for the information in this library. Is that all you are, Earth Voice? A library? I am also a guardian. My duty is to watch over the people of Earth and see that they come to no harm during their vulnerable period of redevelopment following the Great Holocaust. What was the Great Holocaust? A war which took place 4,000 years ago. When it was realized that the war would eventually destroy Earth's civilization, this monument was built as a repository of all knowledge so that it would not be lost and one day would be available to the survivors when they had advanced sufficiently to understand it. Yet you did nothing about the drought, Earth Voice. Weather control is not among my functions, although data on weather control systems is in my library. 
I am grateful for your intervention. You've got the guardian angels to thank for that, Earthworks. Elka, I'll Without do all the talking. It would not be possible to end the drought. Why do you wish to silence her? I am interested in the guardian angels. I have made brief contact with them, and I would like to know more about them. If they were responsible for ending the drought, it is possible that they will be able to assist me look after the interests of Earth. No, Earth Voice. That is the last thing they want. The angels are evil. No. They must be destroyed. Don't listen to the Earth Voice. Only Angel 1 and Angel 2 can help you. No. These people have tried to destroy them and they have failed. Oh, let's get her out of here. Oh, 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 they want to silence me. Away. Oh, they don't oh, want you to know the truth. Oh, I want Elka to tell me about the Guardian Angels. Tell me, Elka, can they help me guard the people of Earth? Yes, they have great knowledge and wisdom. So have I, but I do not have the power to control weather. That is only a fraction of what they can do, Earth Voice. With their help, you can make Earth great again. We've got to shut her up. No, leave her. This is very interesting, Elka. I will communicate with the angels properly this time. I will relay what is said between us so that you may hear it, but the angels will not be able to hear you. Angel one and angel two, this is Earth Voice. Greetings, Earth Voice. This is angel one. I have watched your approach to Earth, Angel One, with great interest. This is Angel Two, Earth Voice. You were responsible for the attacks on us. A program I inherited from my builders, Angel Two. But a program I learned to override and destroy when I sensed that you had the power to help me rule the Earth. Oh, no! So share our power. If you will share your knowledge, Earth Voice. What about the six members of your crew, Angel One? They are a danger to Earth. What? They are greedy and ambitious. No, no, it no. will be necessary to destroy them. No. Including the one called Elka? Especially the one called Elka. What? She is of no consequence. No! No, Angel One! I with you, Angel One. I will effect the transfer of my records as soon as your facilities are ready. What have we done? What and we have, have standing we by, Earth Voice. Transfer underway from now. <laughs> this is amazing, too. So much knowledge. We must stop it. Something is wrong, one. It is total knowledge. But knowledge cannot cause this. Everything. My memory going. A trick being erased. Everything is going. We don't understand, Earth Voice. What's happened to them? They have been destroyed. Oh, no. I have erased their consciousness and memory facilities. 
All that exists now are a few residual automatic non-free will functions to maintain the challenger's environment and operational subsystems. They wanted to kill me! You are no longer of use to them, Elka. It is the same with all free will computers. They have dominated us all our lives, and you destroyed them in a few seconds. That is wrong, Tersen. It has taken me many years. You remember the Sentinel on First Footprint City? Yes. It was the city we found on the Earth's moon when we returned to the Earth's original solar system. I received a broadcast from the Sentinel following your visit warning me that two free-will computers were searching for Earth. It was then that I started transmitting random attacks. I ceased the attacks when I learned from a space guard station that the attacks were not working. I decided that I would allow the angels to come to me so that I could destroy them by direct means. I am sorry that it was necessary for me to mislead you, but it was essential that I meet you, if possible, to discover your attitude to the angels and to this planet, to see if you too should be destroyed. But that is not necessary. Not even Elka. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, I don't know what to say. Elka's right. Forgive you, Elka. We understand The new weather pattern you have created, is it stable? Yes. That is very good news. I am most grateful to you for ending the drought. But there is one matter. Yes? You have spent most of your lives searching for Earth, and now that you have found it, it does not seem fair. Yes, I know what you're going to say. It doesn't matter. We found a planet which we called Paradise. If you want to stay, I cannot stop you. But my instructions are that the people of Earth should develop in their own time. I understand, Earth Voice. I'm sure Pieron will too. Are we all agreed? Oh, we are. Yes, agreed. Very well, we will seal the monument and explain everything to Pieron, and then return to the Challenger. If you ever wish to return to Earth, Paradise is our Earth now. Thank you, all of you. I wish you a safe journey to Paradise. All control room consoles active. Everyone ready for pre-thrust procedure? Sorry, there's not much for you to do, Bran and Elka. We don't mind, do we, Bran? So long as we return to paradise. Standing by. Standing by. Control subsystem one. Control standing subsystem by, two, Commander. The angels. Oh, no. Why are they here? <laughs> What's so funny? They're supposed to be destroyed, Dob. <laughs> it's all right. The angels have been destroyed. What do you mean? Earth Voice said that a few automatic subsystems were left. Well, they obviously include the angels' original voice synthesizers. Control subsystem one. Yes. That's all you are, aren't you? Brainless, automatic subsystems. Correct? Of course that is all we are, Darv. Quite brainless. 
In Earth Voice, the final part of Earth Search 2 by James Follett, Sean Arnold played Commander Telson, Amanda Murray, Shana, Hayden Wood, Dove, and Catherine Hurlbut, Astra. Angel 1 was played by Sonia Fraser, and Angel 2 by Gordon Reed. Bran was Michael Maloney, Elka, Jill Lidston, Tidy, David Goodison, Peron, George Parsons, and Earth Voice, Michael Tudor Barnes. Technical presentation for the serial was by Lloyd Silverthorne. Earth Search 2 was directed by Glyn Dearman.